You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. And there's a lot going on when it comes to Invitae. They just reported their quarterly update. It included a first quarter revenue beat, a smaller loss per share than analysts forecast from the year uh, and also from the year before. And uh, on Monday, the company said it agreed to buy Genocity. It's a genomics company, I hope I'm saying it correct, correctly, offering software and lab solutions to basically enable development and deployment of complex sequencing-based Test. We are definitely talking about genomics. Uh, the company also got a big investment from a group led by SoftBank. So let's get into it. And ARK Investment Management, we talked to Kathy Wood a lot. It is the largest shareholder in Invitae, according to our Bloomberg data. So let's bring in Invitae CEO Sean Jar- George on the phone in San Francisco. Sean, good to have you here. I'm scrum- you know, scrambling to get to you because I really want to talk about your company. Um, how are you? Good, good, uh, and really appreciate being here. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I have to say, you know, we do talk to Kathy Wood and the companies that she put on uh, puts on her radar. We really like to dig a little bit deeper into them. So tell us, for those not in the know and familiar with your company, tell us exactly what you are doing in the genomic space. Sure. So we, our mission as a company, we've been at it for 10 years now, uh, investing heavily in bringing genetics and genomics squarely into mainstream medical care for billions of people around the planet. We're absolutely confident that the fundamental personalized power of genetics can impact medicine to the, to the better for all of them, uh, improving outcomes and lowering costs. Uh, and, that's, and that's what we've been up to. And I think now, uh, now that it is becoming more apparent to a lot more people just how impactful genomics can be, we're, uh, we're, we're really appreciative of, of investors like, like Kathy at ARC uh, and others. Our the entire top of our uh, capitalization is full of investors who really see a significant phase change coming in healthcare, mm-hmm. largely fueled by genomics, and we're, we're, really, we're really proud to be a leader in it. So genomics testing, I mean, at one point, I think it was expensive. Um, it took a while to get here. But tell us exactly what you do and the services you provide and who you provide them to. Absolutely. So, it, and it's good to set a backdrop. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when we started the company, a single test, which would look in the form of you and your doctor, uh, whether it be for a disease or symptoms or uh, of yourself or your child, whether you're starting a family, you know, a single gene test to take a sample, run an analysis of a single gene and return the result costs four to $5,000. A large number of genes, upwards dollars $25,000, uh, We now, through our efforts in investing uh, in reducing the cost of that and expanding the amount of information available to clinicians and the patients, uh, that test now is $250 for a large number of genes to assess essential information that affects, frankly, it affects, or truly it affects one in six individuals have genetics at the core of their health condition. And so we offer that service to people, uh, like I mentioned, who have a family history, whose child, children have symptoms, they themselves have symptoms, w- uh, women starting a fa- think of having a child, uh, there's a variety of genetic uh, test and screens available um, to really give uh, give the best best out, outcome, best outlook um, for, for a healthy mom, a healthy baby. Uh, and, and, and increasingly now, uh, looking toward, uh, you know, as, as an individual ages, you know, there's a, an awful lot of testing that goes on uh, in, the, in the oncology area and cancer, both to assess an individual's risk as well as to use genomic tools to evaluate uh, what therapy, what, you know, very effective target therapies could be, could be useful, um, perhaps much better than, you know, 10, 20 years ago therapy. Uh, and, 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 and now on the cutting edge of that is the use of these genetic tools to detect whether or not that therapy is working and if not to find that cancer coming back as early as possible and uh, help the oncologist make the next best step. 
the, the, in the future, for sure, we've got, you know, on a, if you take cardiovascular, uh, car, you know, cardiology, mm-hmm. 40% of, of cardiovascular disease has genetics as a direct cause of it. Uh, very little people, uh, very little, um, very small number of individuals get that information today. That's going to change here in the next few years, and we're really excited. Like I said, excited to be leading the charge. So right now, how much of your cost equation is just the build-out, new lab and production facilities? I know you've, I think you did one, uh, some news in April in North Carolina. So how much of kind of, you know, in terms of yeah. holding you back from profitability might right now is the build-out? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a little of both. There's the, the physical uh, build out. Frankly, that that's not that's not really the majority of it. Um, okay. You know, we are expand we are expanding. Uh, uh, you know, we're bursting at the seams here uh, on the west coast of San Francisco. We're expanding, uh, pull, pull, putting in a 200,000 square foot uh, production facility in North Carolina, an RTP. Uh, but the the real cost of doing it kind of, kind of comes down to the sample collection and the targeting mm-hmm. of the genome that you're interested in. And then the major driver, as more and more information is gathered uh, over the years, is in the interpretation of that genomic information and the delivery of actionable, effective, you know, next steps for patients and the clinicians. And that's a that's an immense effort, and that's what we've invested the most in. It's a technology stack. It's an infrastructure, software, and and tools for experts, for our experts, to medical geneticists, to deliver that information and work with the patient and their and their um, and their uh, clinician on what, it, what the implication is for them, their family, and what the best next steps are. Sean, so we're talking about what you guys are doing. You said the bulk of some of your costs have to do with the interpretation of the, of the data and what an immense effort that is. So when does the equation kind of change in terms of lots of demand? You know, you guys are seeing pretty, you know, pretty uh, impressive uh, top and bottom line growth, but when does it become a much more profitable business in your view? Yeah, no, it's a fantastic question. You know, when we, we genuinely see this, you know, phase transition that's coming here in healthcare with, with genomics uh, very much at the center of it as the catalyst that drives to, you know, massive uh, and defendable operating cash flows in the future. And the key to that is this technology infrastructure that we've been developing and a differential cost advantage to deliver a genome's worth of information to a patient and their caregivers uh, across any disease across any stage in life, and all the data that comes along with that uh, and the relevant genomic information then informing on next steps, and then subsequently tracking outcomes, feeding that back into the engine and coming up with um, even even better utilization for genomic data uh, and even better outcomes at even lower cost. And that is a virtuous cycle that we are absolutely uh, confident uh, in, in creating a business that, uh, you know, call it two to five years from now, we'll mm-hmm. be able to generate, uh, like I said, really begin generating massive operating cash flows. It's a, it's a, it's a complete shift in the way that this information is being used today. And, and as a leader in it, uh, we tend to be there. Yeah. Uh, we tend to continue to be. And uh, we, we, we're certain that it's a, the, the industry dynamic will shift to where it's a, it's a winner take most. Well, and you're almost a $5.9 billion market cap company. Give me an idea of how massive this industry potentially could be. And there's multiple players, to be fair, but, you know, give us an idea of, is this something that people are born or people multiple times will need to have genetic testing be done? Um, yeah, so, I mean, this, and this is the key to the whole, this is the key to the whole thing, the investment thesis, uh, what we're currently doing, how we're executing in the future. One in six individuals uh, has a genetic indication mm-hmm. that drives their, their, the majority of their healthcare outcomes. Um, that that is, if you want to translate that to a market, you know, again, they're, they're, it, it pretty much, we believe, 
will be anybody born in a modern healthcare system? Uh, you know, is it 10 years from now, 15 years from now, something like that. But that's where this is going. It's about one to two billion people uh, in those in those modern healthcare systems around the globe. And our feeling is that our services that we provide from from you know cradle to grave will instead of being today what it is a relatively expensive single test, one test at a time based on on symptoms and, and kind of clinician inquiry, will turn into something that looks more like an information service for a few hundred dollars per year for those that number of people. This information will be on tap and available for people before they know they need it to clinicians before they have clearly identified the cause of symptoms or family history. Uh, and certainly, uh, increasingly, uh, the, using that advanced genomic technology to be able to identify who's at highest risk and detect that onset of that disease far earlier than we are today, mm-hmm. which in any one of these conditions we all know is the key to you know, preventing, delaying, uh, lowering the cost of treating, and, and in many cases, outright curing those disorders. And to be fair, and to make sure like our audience is clear, genomic is very different from genetic testing. Well, that, no, I'm really glad you brought it up. Uh, we, we don't see it uh, any differently. Oh, you don't? Historically, okay. you know, yeah, historically, genetic testing has kind of, you know, if you think about the roots of the industry, it's been a very much a, you know, genetic tests have been relegated to kind of a, the measure of last resort. When, when nothing else could, could sort out what was going on, a, a, an idea of an indication or a problem, the patient spurred a clinician to think, I'm going to order a genetic test or typically a specialist. And then it was typically a pretty narrow-focused test and, and uh, on one gene, uh, one, sometimes even one marker, one specific mm-hmm. marker. Right. And now, as, as the technology has evolved, and certainly there's been technology involved in the generation of that information that's allowed, it's very much like uh, it's a t- technology called next-generation generation sequencing. It's kind of like Moore's Law in computing in the 70s and 80s. Right. That's driven then the ability to look at more and more of this information at once, which people tend to call genomics. Mm-hmm. In our view, it's, it's all the same. It, okay. What is the biggest risk for an individual, and what do you do about it? And that is that is the use of this information in healthcare. Right. Listen, we just scratched the surface, and our producer, Paul Brennan, and I were talking about this, and we knew we wanted to do two blocks with you, but we hope you will come back again in the future because I feel like we want to dig even deeper so that people kind of understand even more of what you are doing and love to get an update on the business uh, down the road. Sean George, he is the CEO of Invite, joining us on the phone uh, from San Francisco.